Yep, we're, we're recording here. Special treat with music. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Other Ministers, the podcast where the other ministers uh, in your church who are not the senior pastor get together and have a podcast. It's summertime, so we're doing a little summertime fun time music. Yeah. Oh, no, that's yeah. That's great. That's great. A little, little West Coast vibe there. Got some... Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. You a West Coast guy or an East Coast guy? I'm not really a hip-hop guy. So. <laughs> East Coast, because oh. that's where I live. I don't yeah, know. yeah. So I'm the same kind of way. What about just strictly geography speaking? Uh, beaches, uh, west coast of Florida, i.e. the Gulf Coast, far preferable to the to the Atlantic coast. Okay, that's true. The East Coast West Coast discussion has a different, slightly different meaning in Florida. It does. I sometimes yeah. forget that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would much rather go to the beach where I can see my feet when my ankles are in the water. Sure. Which is Gulf Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. The Atlantic coast is gross. I'd like yeah. Uh, my name is Joseph. I am the worship pastor here at our church in Central Florida called the Foundry Church. Joining me, as always, our church's digital pastor and the voice of the Lakeland Magic, Hank Taylor. Good to be here, Joe. Happy summertime. And happy birthday. Thank you. you. Yeah. And yeah. glad you're feeling better. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about all that stuff in our banter, I'm sure. Uh, also joining us, as always, our church's family life pastor and certified Eagle Scouts, Hunter Mertz. Hello. Only Hi. one. Only one. <laughs> Is everything okay? Do we need to check yeah. on you? You just said one hello. Yeah, just one hello. And uh, uh, our fourth for today is uh, our church's pastoral care minister and mother of two certified Eagle Scouts, Patty Mertz. Good morning. Or good afternoon. Sorry. Afternoon. It is afternoon. the mother it eagle. Is it is one mother eagle. That's 123 me. PM. That's 123 post morning, as I understand it. I, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Um, PM. No. 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 <laughs> we, we, we always, Are you it, lying? No. Yes. We, it, it, some friends back in South Carolina, we would always joke that AM is for at morning. So it's 10 o'clock at morning, but then afternoon it's post morning. So do you so. think they really have words that they anti-morning and post-meridian sorry anti-meridian and post-meridian is what they actually stand for what the heck <laughs> okay a-n-t-e -A being the prefix meaning before so before the middle that's meridian and then post-meridian is post-middle before the middle of the day after the middle of the day that's kind of ridiculous that's kind of ridiculous but hey if we're accurate we got to be accurate makes perfect sense in latin there you go yeah yeah uh, today, as we record, is Monday, June 6th, um, 2022, I believe, in the year of our Lord. I don't know. It all blurs together after a while. Um, I got myself confused because in my head, as I was saying that, I went, oh, is was it June 4th or June 6th that was D-Day in World War II? June 6th. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it was. So today is the uh, whatever number anniversary of D-Day. Hmm. Um, yeah. Fun fact, uh, there is a D-Day memorial in the town of Bedford, Virginia. Uh, that many people, when, when there was a strong push to create a World War II memorial, the people of Bedford were among the people saying, what are you talking about? There's already one. It's in Bedford. It's a really big installation. It's pretty cool. 
Um, and they put it in the town of Bedford because Bedford, Virginia lost more people per capita than anywhere else in the country on D-Day. Really? Interesting. Really? Among them were three of my grandmother's cousins, hmm. one of whom is memorialized at the D-Day memorial. Uh, when you go there, it's a... Uh, it's all it's all concrete and like um, fountains that kind of look like explosions in the water and stuff. And uh, there's a soldier lying face down with a Bible open in front of him. And that's that's supposed to be one of my grandma's cousins. Hmm. Wow, who was wow. found that he had he had been shot coming onto the beach and pulled out his Bible. I what found I mean, the D-Day memorial. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's pretty beautiful. legit. It's beautiful. I mean, it's a it's an amazing kind of installation for such hmm. a small town. But yeah. So on that happy note. It's June 6th, 2022. We're recording for the first time in three weeks, I believe. Probably, yeah. Like forever. Um, yeah, it's been a minute uh, because I got COVID and uh, was gone for a whole week. And what we've discovered in trying to record remotely is that it's very, very difficult to record remote. We kind of either all have to be remote and all have the conversation through the lag of Zoom or we all have to be together that having one person remote makes it very difficult. Um, so I was sick and out of the office. And then the week after that, we didn't have any internet for most of the week. So we were all out of the office and probably could have recorded remotely, but I was also writing a sermon that week. It yeah. didn't have a whole lot of margin. I'm sure you appreciated the extra time to work on that. I did. I did miss podcasting though. I missed, I missed uh, sitting in a room with y'all and talking about things that matter and many things that don't, don't matter. matter. Yeah. I'm trying to think which what what what, what matters? We baseball about? is the one that matters. <laughs> ah, there you go, and, baseball. Well, I am wearing my Babe Ruth jersey I today. I see that. Um, I've said it on the podcast before. I'll say it again because it bears repeating. Not enough people know that Babe Ruth finished his career with the Boston Braves. Hmm. Hit two home runs in his final game. As a major it's league a baseball sick player. jersey. It's really it, it looks really cool. Yeah, it's it. This is a it's a replica. It's 1935 was his final year. Um, I guess for the benefit of people who are not watching the video right now, it's sort of a sort of an off white cream sort of color with red piping around the sleeves and down the front, and then it's got the word Braves stitched across, and in between the A and the V is what is uh, probably now a very problematic. Uh, Native depiction, American yeah. depiction. I was going to say, are they even the, still um, the Braves? Can they do the Atlanta Braves? Braves? Yeah, they can still, still. They haven't been sued over being the Braves. They don't have depictions on the uniform or any of the merchandise of people anymore. They still have um, the tomahawk. Some of their jerseys have a tomahawk, but they've even moved away from the tomahawk. Because um, they didn't. In terms, of, in terms of apparel, what, what school is it that has? Yeah, Seminole. They had to quit, didn't they, with the Indians riding onto the. Florida State? Mm -hmm. No, I think Florida State still does it. Florida State famously has a very good relationship with the Seminole Nation. They do. They do. That doesn't um, mean that somebody that's not a Seminole would say you can't do that anymore. With that's no true. context into the school or the tribe or their relationship, it might look that way, sure. But they do maintain a good relationship with them. The Braves organization maintains a relationship, I'm not sure to the same extent or to the same degree that Florida State does with the Seminole people, but the Braves organization maintains a relationship with the Cherokee Nation, which was kind of the, the dominant um, Native American tribe in Georgia prior to us uh, killing and deporting all of them. But like the say, Cleveland but, Indians but just changed their name. Them, before they forced them all to go to Oklahoma. Before the Trail of Tears, yes, yeah. When they yeah. ended up in my state. Yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, the, uh, the Washington Redskins have become the Commanders. The commanders. I, I kind of wish they would stick with the Washington football team. I kind of wish so too. I sort of liked it. I was like, it's gonna have to be a really good name, Washington football team. I was, I was like, that that actually works. I could see that. Yeah, it's gonna have to. They're gonna have to nail this thing in order for me to like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't really love Guardians either, but I, in both of those cases, I don't know if it's because they're terrible names or because they're not what I've grown up with my whole life. I like the Guardians better than I like the Commanders. Guardians, at least from what I understand, has some connection to the city. Yeah. Um, there are, I, I believe, on one major highway or bridge into the city, there's like giant statues that have been there for a long time that are like the Cleveland Guardians. And so I think that's where something some part of the name came from anyways this jersey would not be made in 2022 good thing you got it now but in but in 1930 well i mean the the for the team right yeah as, as a replica piece i'm sure it's still produced somewhere um but yeah baseball charlotte is it's baseball started it hasn't started oh it's been yet. going it's, it's been going, going. yeah a couple months now yeah, we're like a month away from the All-Star break, Patty. Hmm. Seasons are just... Like and how are the Braves? The Braves are currently eight and a half games back in their division. They're still below 500. Only one team in the East uh, is over 500. That's the Mets, who have looked very good this year. But as I always say, Mets are going to Met. I'm not worried about it. I'll get worried about it in September. Um, the Braves just swept a four-game series against Colorado in Colorado. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, meaning they now have their first five-game win streak of the season. Um, last year, they famously, um, like actually famously, went on a, a very epic win-loss alternating streak. They had, eight, I think, 18 or 20 games in a row. Win-loss, 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 win-loss. Uh, this year, they started out, and they had not won or lost more than two games in a row all season. Hmm until this five-game win streak. And I believe they're the last team in baseball to have... Gone on a streak? To, well, to, to have to have not had more than three wins or losses in a row. Uh, there were plenty of teams who had more losses than that in a row, and I think most teams had at least three wins in a row. Yeah. And the Braves, you know, it was, it was last week when it happened for us. So it was good. Um, yeah, so to me, baseball is one of the important things we talk about. <laughs> Uh, ultimately, no, not really, not really. Um, what's what's new with everybody else in the last couple of weeks? I had COVID, and then I was writing a sermon. It was weird because we. It was weird because we like the last last week nobody was here. I mean, you know, I'd pop in and no internet and. Um, Patty uh, did. We have to congratulate her. Did yes. receive a. I do, uh, I do have a new job title. Yeah, a new job title certification. That's applause for Patty. Engine tech. Tech engineer. I'm going for the engineer name. Okay. Well, I was going to come up and fix it. I had already talked to Doug, and then you went in there, I guess, ahead, ahead of me and fixed well, it because before he I could kept, get here. He kept sending, can you take a picture of this? Can you take a picture of this? Can you look here? So I literally had to get a little, because I'm not tall enough to find anything. That, that was the part I thought was interesting, because I didn't realize that Seth was in the building. Yes, he didn't do anything. And so when I saw a picture of you on a step stool or a little step ladder. And realized that Seth was just standing around and took the picture. I was like, 
Oh, okay. That's fine. He's he's on. He's got vacation brain already. He's he's already <laughs> mentally checked out of here, or he would be the one doing this. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. He, I'm not sure I would want him. That would even be more scary than me being in there. I think the whole building's internet came down to one thing not being plugged in. Is what it sounds like. It was just a plug in after everything. Poor Jeremy had to deal with two 64-year-old people trying to get this fixed. Shout out to Affinity Tech Solutions. Yes. Shout out to Affinity. Yeah, shout out them. Um, that still doesn't explain why our internet is so slow, though. <laughs> well, no, I can't. <laughs> the, the one thing I, not being plugged in. I can't fix that. That's, I still maintain we we are not getting what we're paying for, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's definitely not here. It's definitely not here. <laughs> or it will be here, but much more slowly than it should be. <laughs> Probably one-tenth the speed we're, we're paying it's for. It's there traveling slowly to here. <laughs> a few packets got lost along the way, right, so it had yeah. to send again. Um, gosh. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's move into our next segment. Let's do a little bit of... Tell me something. Let's take a few minutes and just talk about things that are good in our lives, in our church, in the world around us. Birthday boy, why don't you start? Yeah, I had my birthday yesterday. Um, Tiffany and I had a great, uh, we used the last of her cast member comp tickets, went out to Disney on Saturday. Fun. Um, we did get to ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind roller coaster at okay. Epcot, which was incredible nice it now, was really good is that a new construction or is that another thing that they've rebranded that, that was a new something? construction okay good that was a new construction because when you first said it i was like oh are they just running space mountain backwards and they've changed the name <laughs> it does kind of sound like that yeah it, space mountain is comparable uh it's definitely cooler than that though it's That's definitely good. cooler than that awesome. is that the one that makes digs at horizon being gone the old disney ride being um, gone um it's right. It's right near. I'm trying to think what it's right near. Um, one of the old pavilions that they don't use anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that they use as like a festival center. It was in. It was in the building that I think the Ellen ride was in. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's. There called. was an Ellen ride. Yeah, like Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. I didn't know that. I don't do. I'm not a Disney person, so. They must be going really hard on Guardians because didn't they rebrand the Tower of Terror? With Guardians of the in Galaxy? In California, they did. Oh, the California one. In California. Okay. I knew I'd seen a photo of that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, but it was awesome. It was cool. It was it was cool. It was a cool roller coaster. I tried to, like, not Wait a learn second. too much about it. Oh, what? They didn't rebrand the Aerosmith roller coaster. No, no, no. no. Okay. No. Because that was the other one. I'm like, well, that's indoors. You could do anything it you want. It is similar that. to that in that it's, in, in, like, an indoor dark, like, yeah. roller coaster. Okay. Uh, but it was cool. It was really cool. That's awesome, man. We enjoyed it. Uh, so, yeah, well, that was a good day. And then I got to be here for ch- on my actual birthday for church. That was great. Uh, we had a party, which wasn't for my birthday, but we kind of made it into that. <laughs> um, no, it was really nice. I, I, you know, love being able to be with this community on my birthday. That was very meaningful. So being able to have, you know, church and people gather together. And so that was all. That was all great. He really means it. I did. Uh, I did enjoy that, and then I spent the day with Tiffany and my mom doing a couple other things. Um, we were pretty tired from the theme parks, though, so I think we called it a little early. I believe it. So yeah, very cool, man. We'll just go. We'll go anti-clockwise here. I'll go next. Uh, I got to preach yesterday. Um, 
I have said for years, I, I think I've realized that really the, uh, the heart of who I am and what I love is teaching. Um, and so like I, you know, that, that comes out sometimes in my worship leading too. And that's the, the music part of me is such an indelible part of who I am too that, you know, I mean, that, that works, it works, but it is fun just to, um, to teach once in a while. Um, these, these days that ends up being, you know, preaching uh, once or twice a year and, um, it's good stuff. I got to preach about Yahweh, you know, small topic <laughs> that Seth left for me. Um, and then also, you know, at the block party, our, our band played and, uh, that was the first time that, that was supposed to be the third of three gigs in three weeks that we had. And that was ended up being the, like the shakedown, uh, gig, like shake the rust off because we didn't, we didn't get to do our previous two gigs. Uh, one was on the day that I tested positive. Um, so I like, <laughs> I was on my way to the doctor's office to get an actual test and texted those guys and was like, I, uh, I, I had two uh, positive tests at home. I'm going to the doctor just to take user error out of the equation. Um, but if that one comes back positive, definitely won't be able to do the gig tonight. And so we just, we had to bail uh, at the last minute. And then the following Friday, we were supposed to have one. And I, I would just told them if they need to know a yes or no from us anytime before like lunchtime <laughs> the day of, then we need to tell them just to go find somebody else. So they did. So we lost that gig too, but it's all good. Feeling better. I felt good um, singing. It's the first time I've I've done that kind of singing for. We played for probably what hour and a half. Probably close yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, so that was lots of fun. My kids got to see me play. They haven't they haven't gotten to see the band before. That was, oh, that it was fun watching uh, Lucy mm-hmm. run up to the stage, go and then run back. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Then Bob and I would wave at her and was like, no, I don't even, we're, we're not even, I'm not even acknowledging the commoners because I have a dad on stage. <laughs> she did seem to really be enjoying it. Yeah, it was funny to watch yeah. her. She just thought it, it was. W- it was funny that you, you guys played, uh, um, what's the one? Shut up and dance. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you said that thing about Benjamin, like, is my son in the room? I'm going to get in trouble with him yeah. if, I, if I sing the song and say that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I literally, when I practice that one at home, he'll like he'll stick his head in the room and go like, Dad, that's a bad word. <laughs> I raised my kids saying, shut yeah. up is a bad word. Saying, yeah, and that's, saying, that's, that's So I, I've started, I've started with, with my six-year-old trying to have the conversation of, of saying, uh, uh, talking about intent. <laughs> you know, the, like cer- certain words are, certain words are, um, vulgar certain words are are just uh, uncouth you know sort of words and we generally try to avoid those words and there's other words like shut up there's nothing inherently um bad or you know whatever about really about any word but those words but it's when we when we say them to someone else it's you know the the intent is to is to harm Mm -hmm. you know in some way and and he doesn't understand because he's six but trying to start that conversation now because uh, that's a conversation that I think will bear fruit for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. So good stuff, though. We have a gig coming up Friday, um, and then a very very busy weekend after that. So it's going to be good. Yeah, Hunter. I'm trying to remember when the last time we recorded was, and what's happened in between <laughs> then. We've had a lot of friends come and visit. So a couple of Lowell's friends came down. From one from Tennessee, and one from Indiana, 
Um, so we, we got to spend a lot of time with them, which was great. Um, spent Memorial Day with the other hunter, uh, my counterpart, who has a new dog, a new apartment, new dog. Um, and so it was mostly we got to spend time with his new dog, and then he happened to be there as well. <laughs> so it's been it's been a really good couple of weeks of some nice rest, some nice fellowship. That That's has been good, really man. enjoyable. Do you have a car yet? I do not have a car yet. Okay. Yeah, so that saga continues. I'm just trying to figure out when we want to get one. If we want to try to wait and take the gamble that prices will eventually go down, hmm. uh, or if we just want to bite the bullet and say, let's get one now and I guess it's happens. better to not have one by choice, which is what it sounds like right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're okay with being probably at least until the end of summer, a one-car family, um, and then we'll see what continues after that crazy crazy the little bump got it totaled is what it was crazy yeah yeah it was a bit of a of a shocker going for a fender bender and your car's totaled yeah it's a total <laughs> and then you drive your totaled car for the next two or three days and then take it like oh yeah that car you've been driving around it's totaled. Totaled. Yeah. Shouldn't, have, shouldn't have done that. Well, I think I think the image that comes to mind when we hear the word totaled is like, Crunch. you know, like completely smashed, undrivable. But just yeah, you know, from the insurance perspective, I mean, you know, this it's it's if it's going to cost more to fix than it's worth, it's totaled. Yeah, like I it's, think it's within like seventy five percent. I think they said like seventy five percent of the actual value, and it's by law, like by Florida law, it's totaled. And then I think U.S. my insurance company is like 65%. They have like an even bigger buffer for that, which was, yeah, news to me. Yeah. I learned something new. I'm glad I haven't had to car shop in a while. I was just thinking that. It's crazy. We went to one used car dealership, and the first car we t- tried to test drive wouldn't even start. And we were wow. like, okay, well... <laughs> You're like, hey, let's knock a couple thousand off the asking price of this one, and then let's talk. Yeah. yeah. Go get a battery and maybe save yourself some. Man, I had my own crazy car dealership thing last week. It, we have had on our van the latch for the lift gate on the back is just broken. And I, I looked it up. It's it's a thing that happens with... Um, Hunter's trunk was broken, too. So is Laurel's. Her's trunk hasn't opened for probably since I've known her maybe like it's it can open from the inside you have to go from the inside and that's, hit the little button that's how ours and if, if ours had a a, a key because a, a lot of times when you put a key in and turn it you're actually turning the latch to open it our, our van doesn't have that so literally i mean it's it's been a while since it quit working but i finally was like okay i'll just make an appointment so i made an i called the dealership where we bought the car um it's a kia uh, minivan that we bought at a Ford dealership. But when I bought it, I also bought an extended warranty that was like five years and extends it out to, I forget what the mileage is, but I've got plenty of that left. And um, so I figured, well, this is the dealership where I bought the car and I have the extended warranty through here. This is where I should go to get it fixed. So I call, I describe exactly what is happening. I, I make mention of the fact that I've looked it up. It's, it's, this, it's the button, like the spring on the inside of the button breaks and then you can't hit the electronic switch that's underneath the button. So I tell him that, and we also had one of our sliding doors was just, it's like it's not rolling well. Um, so I tell him all that, 
and then made the appointment uh, to go and then got COVID and had to reschedule the appointment and then forgot the morning of the appointment and had to reschedule for the following day. Finally get there. And literally I drive up and the lady's like, so what are you here for today? And I'm like, well, number one, it's on the sheet that's printed out right here that somebody's put on my car. Number two, described all the same stuff. And she goes, uh, well, we'll pull it in and we'll have the guys take a look at it and see if they can figure out what's going on. I'm like, well, I know what's I'm, going on. I'm telling you exactly what's going on. So then she says, well, the, if there's not a part that needs to be replaced, your warranty won't cover it. So, so like with the sliding door, she's like, if all it is, is it needs to be realigned and they put some grease on it, we'll have to charge you for the grease and like an hour of labor and the warranty won't cover that. So I'm like, whatever, just do it. Uh, and then she goes, and if it is really the latch, we're going to have to order that part. I don't know how long it'll take. And I was like, well, I, I had hoped that since I described to you exactly what the problem was, you could have ordered that two and a half weeks ago that, you know, you could have it on hand, but whatever, it's fine. Um, so I go inside and then she comes right in after me and she goes, uh, have you been having trouble with your car battery? Like, no, no, I have not. Not even once. She's like, well, it's dead. It won't crank. So we're going to have to jump it off. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. So I sat there for four hours at this dealership and nothing is fixed on the car. And I had to buy a new battery. I'm just like, this is <laughs> oh my goodness. absolutely insane how, how horrible this experience was. And then she also says, uh, well, since it's a Kia van, you probably should have just taken it to a Kia dealership. I'm like, but I have an extended warranty through this Ford dealership. She said, oh, they, they would just call the warranty company and confirm that you have the extended warranty and, and the Kia dealership would cover it. And they I'm couldn't like, have told you I'm that like, on the phone? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was my thing. And then I, and then I was like, well, how would, how would the Kia dealership know that I have a Ford warranty? Uh, and she said, you would just tell them and they would call the company and look, at, look you up by the VIN number on the car. So I'm like, okay. So she didn't come back here again. Never, <laughs> never, because it was in Melbourne. Yeah, I, I bought the I bought the car in Melbourne. Yeah, because that, that was a while to figure out why would he be going to Melbourne to get his car worked on. So if the door has to have something that needs to be replaced in order for it to be covered by warranty, and it just needs just to be a yeah, can you just like yank something out and be well, like, look, it needs to be replaced here, now? Here's here's the here's the really I, if it wasn't crazy enough, it gets even worse because she she came and she said, all right, the guys looked at it. There is a part in the door that, that kind of needs to be replaced, the sliding door. But she said, also, we, we reached out to the warranty company. They will not cover the switch on the back. So I'm like, the thing that might be broken, they're going to cover. The thing that is definitely, obviously broken, they're not going to cover. She said, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't either. So you left with a new battery. And no. No, they jumped off the car and left it running when they brought it around. And I drove all the way back here and got it better and got to an auto parts store and thought before I walked in, let me just test it. So I got back in the car, cranked it right up, drove here for a meeting that Hank had started for me that I was like 10 or 15 minutes late for, um, cranked it up, drove to get dinner, uh, it fought me cranking it up, leaving Publix. And I was like, okay, all right. And so then I asked my team, because I had worship rehearsal that night too. Uh, I was like, can somebody stick around long enough to make sure my car starts? And so, job. yeah, so one of, my, one of my team members did. And it didn't crank right up. It, it fought me a little bit, but it turned over. And then Friday morning, it turned over enough for me to get to the auto parts store. And buy a battery. 
And I'm like, but the dealership couldn't get it to start at all. But like, yet the come on guys, yet the back door and the front door are not work fixed. No, no, I I, I, I drove you know, I, I drove to Melbourne with two problems. Yeah, I, I drove to Melbourne with two problems. Drove away from Melbourne with three, <laughs> and in four hours gone, and and, and hours of your basically life, an entire day gone. And then I had to go buy a car battery because nobody covers car batteries. <sighs> Patty, what's good? <laughs> I have no car trouble. Sorry about that. Yeah, I feel you, like I should. Your car's great. <laughs> My car is still still good. Um, still zooms. Uh, oh, trying to think. Not much. It's been, uh, yesterday was a lot of fun. I think our block party was fun. Um, I think it was successful. People seem to have a good time, have fun. So um, it was fun. It was all good. You guys we, sounded great. Yeah, we had lots Thank of. You. We had several people stay okay. and hang out with us. So, um, so I think it was all good. It was all fun. It seemed like you guys had a few new songs in your. Like you were you trying out a couple of things. Yeah. Well, since we since we played here in February, we've added probably ten songs to. Uh, to our rep, and I think we played just about all of those yesterday. The the three that we never played publicly before yesterday were uh, Footloose, um, I love Footloose, Let's Go Crazy, the Prince song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, by far the most ambitious song that we do. Uh, speaking as a whole, um, we have a couple of songs that vocally that the guys have snuck in there that I'm like, what? You, I'm, I'm delighted you think I can sing this. I cannot. <laughs> uh, like Living on a Prayer. Uh, which was one we've done before publicly, but not here. And then uh, "Rock and Roll All Night" by uh, by Kiss yeah. was the kind of the third one that we we'd never played out before. It sounded good. But it's fun. yeah, but like we started off with the Stevie Ray Vaughan song. We weren't doing that one back in February. Mm-hmm. Um, there were several others in there. We're edging up towards like fifty-five, sixty songs. I think we're ultimately going to aim for like eighty to a hundred that are part of the part of the catalog. So, right, yeah, it's good stuff. All right, let's make a quick uh, transition to talking about some other stuff. We've just landed. All right, send a search party out. I forgot this is not the song don't, I thought it was. That's all right. Just don't even show them your microphones, cause then you know what. Don't even show them your microphones, guys. Don't even. Sorry, not the song I thought it was, uh, but that'll that'll do. Um, we why, why don't we why don't we sort of briefly recap the last couple of weeks? We'll we'll just get caught up on uh, sort of the the series to this point. Um, we're, we're in this summer series called Dive. We are uh, going against the grain a bit because even uh, us, a lot of times, the summer series tends to be a little bit lighter fare. Fluff, fluff would be a, one of our fluff was what we got. We got a comment a about that. Didn't yeah. So much for not having a fluff summer series. Yeah, um, that was a comment Seth got after the first week. Um, I, I got no such comments yesterday, so maybe I was just that much more shallow than Seth. Nobody, you were upstage. Nobody talked to you. That's true. I did. I did run straight. I did not leave the stage. That's right, forever. Between uh, the, I, I ran to my office, but other than that, I didn't leave the stage from service to the block party. Um, the first six weeks are going through the Shema, which is uh, Deuteronomy six, verses four through five. Um, a lot of translations will say, "Here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." 
you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Some translations say um, the Lord alone is our God, the Lord alone. Um, So you have that kind of, um, some translations are a statement of the oneness of God, and some translations are a statement of um, the Israelites determining that they will worship Yahweh and Yahweh alone, despite the fact that there are other spiritual beings out there. Um, Seth last week talked about, or two Sundays ago, I suppose, uh, talked about the first word in that verse, Shema, which means hear. And my favorite part of that was also that hear and obey are inextricably linked. Yeah, that's in ancient with Hebrew. an A, not two E's. Yes, H-E-A-R. Yeah. Um, hear like listen. Yeah, yeah. So I, I made the joke um, at the beginning of the message, but please tell my children <laughs> that hearing, hearing and obeying are inextricably linked. Uh, that is like every parent, something we're something that's a thing in our house right now. Um, uh, this week I talked about, uh, the, the next like keyword, the word Yahweh, uh, which is the personal name of God. And it's usually translated. In fact, I think it's always translated as the word Lord in all capital letters to differentiate it from in the Old Testament, the word Adon, which is Lord. the ancient Hebrew word for Lord. And in Greek, it's the word Kurios, uh, which is the biblical Greek word for Lord, which can mean king, prophet, in the Old Testament, sometimes even uh, shepherd, teacher, that kind of thing. I didn't know the shepherd part. That was new to me. I think it's just in the, I think it has a lot to do with the relationship between the two parties involved. Mm -hmm. So a shepherd to their sheep, I think would fit the bill Mm -hmm. because the shepherd has complete authority over those sheep. Yeah. Except sometimes the word Adon with certain other words really means Yahweh because they would say, for instance, Lord of Lords, would with both yeah with uh, Adon of Adon or however it would be pluralized in ancient Hebrew Adonai which is the f- term that like I almost never hear the singular of it I feel like it's normally the plural when is Adonai plural of Adon yeah okay I didn't know that um, well that's interesting that they would use a plural form of the word Lord For- to refer to Yahweh. Oh, that's like Elohim is technically a plural form. Yeah. I wonder if that is some of the the like very early scriptural <laughs> evidence or justification for the doctrine of the Trinity. It depends on if you're talking to Hebrew. Jews or Christians. Yeah. Because Jews don't do Trinity, right? But that just makes it even more interesting to me that they would... That they would use a plural, both for the word God and for the word Lord, in reference to Yahweh, specifically Yahweh. It's quite interesting. Um, So, yeah, I talked about that. Seth had asked the question uh, in the first week, who who are you shema'ing? Who are you listening to? Who are you obeying? I sort of extended that question to say not just just what voice you're listening to, uh, what thought process, what ideology, whatever, but that uh, it's really worth asking the question if that thing is really your Lord, if that's really the the thing that you're looking to for comfort and peace and security and provision and all that sort of stuff. 
And along the way, I got to talk about The Office. And <laughs> I was my, the, the most disappointing thing about the entire message to me was I, di I didn't hear any laughs when I was going through the feudalism pyramid because I had this painting of King Henry I. And it shouted out to shouted out to Hank. Happy birthday on that one. Yeah, I appreciate it. And then it was a painting of medieval lords and ladies, and then a painting of a knight, and then a screenshot of peasants from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And That's I thought, what I thought it was from. I was trying to. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought for sure that. somebody would. Just the fact that it was it was a a, a picture and not or screenshot and not a painting. <laughs> I thought people would would go. Oh, that's different. What's why is that different? Oh, that's John Cleese and Eric Idle and Michael Palin. I, I don't think anybody laughed. You got some laughs in the office stuff though. People were yeah. People Everybody likes that, yeah. hmm. except Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I still want Patty to watch Tropic Thunder. I think Patty could make a ton of money if she just live streamed herself watching The Office and, <laughs> and did a reaction video. Yeah. <laughs> Patty, have you seen a lot of reaction videos on YouTube? No, I don't. There are people who build massive YouTube channels watching things on YouTube and just putting a camera and a microphone <clears throat> and recording their real-time reactions. Do you remember to those people watching well, that? Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, like for oh, example, yeah. do you remember Seth's friend? I can't remember his name, but he worked for Shack Radio. That's basically what he does. It's a, essentially the same thing. He's yeah. just re reacting to music that people mm -hmm. send, and he shares if he thinks it's good or not. Mm -hmm. And I think he's still doing that. I'm trying to remember his name. What I, I'm blanking on his name, too. Mm. Yeah. Why do people care about these people's reactions? Are, because they're like, nope, I, I'm assuming well, they're not anybody famous. Well, they're first, just you have to try they're to establish yourself as an expert in whatever the thing is that you're going to. Or it's either you establish yourself as an expert or you just do the opposite and you say, I'm literally brand new to this and I've never cared about it, known about it, participated in this before, and I'm going to watch with fresh eyes. I feel like people care about the extremes of that. Or yeah. you have very outlandish reactions, like you're very expressive. Um, One of my favorite reactions. things that I found in 2021 was Aussie Man reviews on YouTube. You familiar? I've I've heard of this. Uh, it's a it's Australian guy, and he just calls himself Aussie Man. And he started off when Game of Thrones was on TV. He would do a, a review of each episode like as it as it happened and he would sort of recap uh what happened and then talk about it and like analyze it a little bit but he's just a funny guy mm -hmm. and he's a very distinctive uh accent and voice and he's built it into this thing that he he's got like two or three sub channels now of his youtube channel and he's got a big staff that works for him so how do you get money doing stuff on youtube you sell. I don't actually know. You, well, is it all ad space? It's not all. You can get in like endorsements, hmm. companies to sponsor you either with product or pay you to talk about you know their thing or a combination of both. Mm -hmm. The ads also are probably the biggest piece of that. And then you move and into merch. Does it cost to put something out on YouTube? You can do that for free. Totally free. We do that as a church. And once you get a certain number of followers, you can even customize stuff a little more and you get a lot more tools if you like really buy into the creator system, the creator side of YouTube. Um, how do you end up being, what, what's the video game guy's name who had the biggest channel for a long time? Ninja. No, it was something weird. 
nade shot. No, nah, I don't know. Anyway, the, I, I remember re- he, he was the number one earning YouTuber. PewDiePie. That guy. Yes. He was earning like $60 million a year. Like from where? He he played video games and would like talk about it while he was playing it right. on YouTube. So did the video game people pay him money? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm I like, mean, like, where do you... I mean, people say I make a living on that YouTube. Business, that business is definitely involved. I It's gotten to the point now where I think studios will say you're a popular streamer we'll pay you to to play our game to play our game yeah um so I'd I, say decent I, there's there's it. levels and levels and levels to that yeah i just like, i'm like how do you uh, make tens of millions of dollars yeah in a year yeah like streaming when, has become a really big industry i mean those national tournaments for video games now what in the heck are we doing here people we need to be making money <laughs> Somehow, figure it out, That's what I'm trying guys. to tell you. Patty, we make guys. so much money if we just streamed you watching The Office for the first time. Patty, tune tune into ESPN two on any like Saturday afternoon and watch one of those video game tournaments. None of us could hang. None of us. <laughs> None no of chance. Us. So we can't find our own little niche and make money. As non-experts playing the video game. <laughs> The everyman video game that'd tournament. be fun because because a lot of them are like teams of four or five who will play like squad based games yeah we need that would like be hilarious to go we're, we're the four of us are going to put together a Fortnite squad <laughs> foundry and, office and document we're, we're going to document ourselves in, entering a tournament i do decent in Fortnite if there's no builds <laughs> i like the no builds no builds version i don't know what that means <laughs> yeah Hunter i knows I what i'm talking about Hunter knows what i'm talking about yeah that was the mechanic that i was least good at yeah. A long time ago, I came pretty close to playing in a Halo 2 tournament with some kids from the youth group that I was interning with. Yeah? They were they were going to actually go, and we had played enough over the summer. They were like, I think Joe can hang. Joe, do you want to come? And I was like, when is it? And they said, oh, it's uh, it was I, I think it was on a Saturday, and it started at 8 p.m. or something. And I was like, oh, gosh. I was like, no, guys. No. I'm in bed by then. Sorry. Yeah. Well, not not in college. I was in bed by like eleven in college, but it went all night. I was yeah. I was like a tournament that Does starts Halo, at eight p.m. Did I'm you out. Do Halo or Porter? Porter did Halo Porter more did than Halo. I did, but did yeah, I did Halo. What did you do? Um, you Call to, of Duty was out. It was oh, okay, what? Because you used was to my do time with people you didn't even know. Oh, that's you? how I stay connected in college with everyone down here. Hmm. There were. I would only ever do online multiplayer with people I knew. I, cause I, there, I, I went through a period where I was way into, uh, video games and it was that Halo three, the first modern warfare and then like modern warfare two. And I hit a point in modern warfare playing online. I was, I was going after the achievements. I was trying to rank up, get, you know, all this stuff. And there were all these just dumb little problems and exploits that people would figure out. And I just remember one time playing on a map and uh, there was one particular like hallway I would walk through and just kept getting killed and then uh, started paying attention to the kill cam that it showed and realizing that the person had glitched themselves inside the wall where I could not hit them, but they could hit me. And I was just like, no. they're not going to fix this. And then I realized, no, because starting with Modern Warfare, they put out a Call of Duty game every year. So I'm like, and, and they were alternating studios because it was a two year development process. So I'm like, this. as soon as this game is released, the, the studio that made this game has no financial incentive to retain uh, players because they're not making any more money off of you. You've already bought the game. Right. 
all they care about is getting you to buy the next one. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm out. Which because is also this is a horribly, um, you know, it's just not a, it's not a good space. A lot of those online. problems still exist. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. So I was just but like, it's okay. changed a little bit with, with the, oh, I forgot what the system's actually called. I like the subscription system yeah. where you level up and you actually gain in, in-game content and that you can buy. So it retains, you are now making money, not just off of the sale of the game, but you're making money off of every season. Um, people are buying more and more stuff. So it, it adds in a little more space of, okay, we actually need to go back and fix some glitches um, that, well, that are happening. But it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's changed the model a little bit, but all they're doing is going, okay, we're about to release a new season. When 10 years ago, that would have been, we're going to release Fortnite 2. It's going to be a hard oh, game. Yeah, yeah, that's, I so, mean, that's I mean, exactly it's, what... It's, yeah. it's the same thing. It's just, it, it's all it's all in a downloadable format now. Yeah. And I also realized, number one, I just really enjoy games that are story-based more. Yeah. I'd much rather play Mass Effect or any of the Zelda games or something like that than, than Call of Duty. Yeah. And, and then, it's interesting that they even, like, with things like Fortnite and Warzone 2. They try to ha- they try to have like an overarching story that covers, you know, season to season and you know, three month chunks, you know, you yeah. Yeah. tracks things. It's interesting that they try to add that story element still even though it's like mm-hmm. very not what it used to be. Like you, you know what else used to try to have story elements to their game? Street Fighter. Yeah. Like there was a backstory to Street Fighter. And I'm like, that no one really? Cared about. Come on, come on. No, but the the other thing that really changed for me with games was I realized uh, our, one of our neighbors let us borrow um, a Super Nintendo Classic. Oh yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I, I would really just rather play Super Mario World a bunch of times than yeah, yeah, than Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever. Like, it's, I get a lot more enjoyment out of that, and that's a personal thing. That's me, but saves me from buying. <coughs> expensive new video game console. I too enjoy story-based games. I mean, I like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Story-based and sports. I, I loved the Tiger Woods games back in the day. I loved baseball games. Uh, I never got super into Madden, but I like the NCAA games. They I like don't, those they don't make those anymore. Yeah. So They don't like make 2K. the NCAAs anymore? I could see them bringing it back now that they have the name, image, likeness deals in place. Um, but I, yeah, I think... NCAA 14 was the last one they made. Mitchell, shout out to Mitchell, had like, you have to go back in our episodes, but he was talking about he was running like a special like fantasy league through NCAA 14. Really? I remember him talking about that. Maybe. He'll probably write in and try to tell us. I do. Mitchell, I remember you talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) My taste in, in video games have is rapidly changing um as i'm struggling more and more with um just war theory versus pacifism and where i land on that spectrum the more and more i'm like oh should i really be playing these video games (laughs) like this does not fit my theology anymore um so i feel a little but this is really fun. This is what I grew up playing. This is what all my friends play. So there's a little yeah. bit of like guilt and dis. There's a bunch of disassociation right now that I'm trying to figure out how to resolve. Do you play Fortnite? Is that one of your games? Uh, I did for a little bit when it came out, but none of my because Fortnite's friends just that I like play with anymore. free for all. Like you build a character, you put it in kind well, of thing. There was 
Fortnite saved the world before even the Fortnite that everyone plays now, which was yeah. all, which was a totally different game yeah. that I really loved. It was like a base building. You're like fighting waves <laughs> of monsters, not necessarily other people. Oh, okay. You would build these like bases and fight off these like you know waves of interesting. You know, I really liked that version of it a lot. I wish that they, but then once everybody started playing the battle Royale, they were like, Oh, you get no attention or money or funding. And that game is, I mean, you could still play it, but it just hasn't done anything. And that's the one I, when you boot it up, you choose, you choose which one you you used to be able to choose which one you were going into. Well, that's kind of what happened with the call of duty stuff. I feel like the, the call of duty, the modern warfare trilogy. So modern warfare, modern warfare two and three, tried to tell like one whole story between between those three games but certainly by the third of those three they had realized nobody's playing this game for the story so like to play through this, i love i mean they had some of the like that was the best series of story like trilogy stories of the call of duties like it was well it was good and this one and that that was the infinity ward those were the three that infinity ward made and i feel like they set out with the first modern warfare to go let's tell this epic story over three games the way that halo did halo had this epic like cool story over three games but then they realized like halfway through the successful run of the original modern warfare they're like oh the online stuff is so much bigger like let's kind of push the story to the side a little bit and finish it out. But then the games that I forget the other studio who was making the in-between years, they were just like, whatever, it's going to be a three and a half hour like campaign to get through the single player mode. But nobody cares. Everybody just wants to play the online stuff and compete. And that was just, that was not me Mm. at all. Yeah. So the Shema. (laughs) (laughs) Would not be playing that game. Um, the The next four weeks are going to be hitting up the other four keywords. So we uh, here and Lord Yahweh were the first two. Uh, and then will be love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your Mio'd. something approximating strength. <laughs> all your meo. That's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. What in the world is that word actually? I looked it up on because I, I was in the Shema. Uh, I, there's a resource I like. Uh, it used to be uh, called GreekBibleStudy.com. It's something else now, and they finally added Old Testament to it. So it's you know you can do parallel with uh, a Greek or a Hebrew. Is it Blue Letter? No, it's that's uh, the one I always used. Blue Letter Bible. It's it's a little more robust than that, I think. Um, oh shoot, I don't have my bookmarks going to my, oh maybe i do maybe i do have my bookmarks going to my phone what's a blue letter blue letter bible is a website where you can do essentially what joe's talking about it's definitely not the most robust but you can pull up like a like a niv version of the bible and you can parallel it to like the original greek or hebrew i use bible hub instead because i like the resources because when i was learning Greek and Hebrew, um, it was a really good source to pull up into the original language. So that'll help you just sort of track like these words in the English are translating back to this particular word. And you can dial into a particular word then in the original Greek or Hebrew and be like, this is what this connotation 
means. This is the yeah. other places this word is used and what it means there just to sort of help give you. It's a great, it's an awesome reference tool. I, okay. I really liked it. There certainly were more robust ones, but that was the one I liked. Well, the one, the one that I like is thebible.org. It used to be greekbiblestudy.com. But yeah. what I like about it is, for instance, I just pulled up uh, in the NIV Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, heart and all, all your soul and with all your strength. And if I tap on the word strength, it's the only thing I don't love about it. It then brings up that same verse in the King James because that's the one that they have all of the word study stuff attached to. Oh, so does it say thy strength or thy might? Thy might. So then if I tap on might in the King James, it brings it up. It's the Hebrew word meod. I'm probably mispronouncing that. But, and it says it's a noun, it's masculine, and it means muchness, force, abundance. So it is an adjective. Hmm? It's, an, it's an adjective. Is that what you're preaching? Not a noun. Yeah. yeah. This, says, this says noun. It says it's a masculine noun. <laughs> it's an adjective to describe that you put as a prefix. It generally like very, so like it would be used um, like, okay, yeah, Genesis 5 when talking about Cain and Abel, like Cain became meowed angry. He became very angry, mm-hmm. which was, is as an adjective. It's an, it's an adjectorial. So how, even how does that work with you, you worship with all your very? Exactly. That is, that is the problem that I'm Helene having. and see what she yeah. says. Really, yeah. and see what she has so to say. I can't answer that question until uh, the sermon because I don't know yet. <laughs> You might talk to because her, though. She might, ha- she might have some, some opinions on yeah. it. Well, I'm just saying, according to this, it is a masculine noun. But that doesn't help either. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it means muchness, force, abundance. But it says also exceedingly. Yeah, exceedingly abundance. But yeah. it doesn't really go into contest with heart, yeah. mind, and... So all right, so and muchness. So it it bra- it breaks it down a little bit. So it says like de- you know that's like the overarching thing. Definition one is force or might. Definition two it says in different idioms to express the idea of exceedingly, greatly, or very. So it could be a matter of what word it's paired with. It means the adjective. It's, yeah, it's a magna- magnifier. Like Three hundred like uses. It's only translated as strength a handful of times, mm-hmm. and a lot of those have to do with. The Shema or like the Shema being repeated in scripture. So like Second yeah. Kings twenty five when it's listed, it's literally quoting from the Shema. So like right. it's yeah, technically a different a different um It's a different instance. Yeah, a different point, but it's not a different example because it's the exact same yeah. verse just repeated. So um Seth gave me That's a challenge. Well, I look forward to seeing your conclusions in yeah, four Seth weeks. Yeah, Seth bailed on this one and was like, <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. No, there's 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 a few things that are fun like that. Uh, you know, like I, I mentioned in my message this week, the word Elohim is used over 2,000 times in the Old Testament alone to refer to Yahweh, to refer to God, um, but also a few dozen times to refer to other things. And so it's one of those just interesting, like the the meaning of that word Elohim primarily is this one thing. But there are, you know, instances where it means something else that's related, kind of, but... Is it used in the beginning of the flood narrative when talking about... Let's find out. 
the sons and daughters uh, or the sons of what is it like the sons of angels marrying the daughters of men the giants. direct me to that chapter in genesis i'm free is that six i think that's six or right around there um wickedness in the world human beings began to increase the nephilim is that the specifically that word you're thinking the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. Yeah. I can't remember if Elohim is used in that context as well. Or if Nephilim is God, related to Elohim. God in sons of God is Elohim in that phrase. So that, I mean, that's also the other really interesting thing is, son, is sons, sons of God or and sons, sons of, of man or sons of whatever. Well, because there's an argument that that's like actually angels that are going and that Elohim in that case isn't referring to Yahweh God, but referring to angels yeah, or, the other or, other. or the other gods. That were well, yeah, so or here's the Greek gods. So like so again, in, gods in Genesis. In, in, in the, the uh, gods, the children of Hercules. Hercules the angels in the Bible. And the, the, the gods and the humans. So this, this is why it's I like this, the, the, the Bible.org resource, because on this word study, when it pulls up Elohim, it says it's a noun, it's masculine and it's plural. Um, Plural in number means rulers or judges, either as divine representatives at sacred places or as reflecting divine majesty and power. The next definition is divine ones, superhuman beings, including God and angels. The next one down says angels, and it's given like specific instances where that's the, you know, the, the intended interpretation. Um, the next one down is gods, lowercase gods. Um, but also the God of gods, the supreme God, meaning not Yahweh, but other cultures would say, yeah. Um, then there's, it's plural intensive, and there's several like sub-definitions of that. God-like one that's actually used um, by Moses in relation to Aaron at some point. Um, it's, it's very like, I'm not even halfway through the, you know, obviously on a desktop, it wouldn't be you wouldn't have to scroll that much, but it's, it's pretty robust. And this one's coming from the BDB. I don't know what that is. Um, oh, is that not coming from Strong's? Nope. I, I think the, I think that's why the King James is necessary. Cause I think they're using the Strong's concordance listings, but then it routes that to a different, a different dictionary. I don't think it, I don't think it's correct if it's not Strong's. <laughs> Well, there you go. Anyways. So what are the other words? Love. Oh, I know. There's more than six words he's going to Yeah, yeah there's oh, 10. Uh, I forget what they are three. after that. So I don't know if he's decided which one he's dropping. There's 11 in the Bible Project Study. series. Um, but the a couple more Hebrew words... Um, there's, or there's maybe one more Hebrew word, two or three Hebrew and Greek words where like they cross over and then like one or two Greek words. Hmm. Um, so I think like sins one, um, I don't, I can't remember what the other ones are off the top of my head. Was um, that Jonathan? Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet he's here for his power supply. So we hang yeah, on. So I've got I've got Seth's list here. The second half, mine's the last one of the Shema, and then everything else is 
the, the four the four that he has on his tentative thing that he sent us a long time ago was uh, kata meaning sin, pesha meaning transgression, avon meaning mm. iniquity, and euangelion meaning gospel. He is of the first three. I think he's planning to only do two because they all are so closely related. I was gonna say, yeah, those I mean, three are very thinking, sin, transgression, and iniquity. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the sin is one of the ones that will cross over from um, from the Tanakh to the New Testament because mm. it goes, I can't remember what it is in Hebrew, but it'll go from that to Hamad. We can find out yeah. if you want to. But... Um, we are, know, don't you know Greek? Come on. No, I know. It's <laughs> the Hebrew I don't remember. I think it is Hamartia. Uh, it's the Hebrew I don't in remember, Greek. but the Greek is Hamartia. So, um, so yeah, he's that's still kind of up in the air on what the extra words are going to be. Right. Out something, to be. To, something to look forward to. You can't let all the... Something to look forward to. We yeah, are... Uh, all the stuff out. We are right at an hour. <laughs> yep. So we should probably knock it off for today. Um, anything else? Just last... last Final word on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, if you want to keep hearing more of the series, uh, make sure that you uh, either come out to our services in person or you can watch those online. Visit our website, foundryc.org, to watch those live with us uh, on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Or, or after the fact. Later in the week. You can go to our too. YouTube okay. page and watch the entire service. Or uh, on our website, we Hank every week cuts out just the message, and we have a sermon archive. So if you're a dirty heathen who only cares about the message, you can uh, you can stay in Whichever your Whichever way you want to watch it, we can we can get you that. <laughs> and even dirty heathens are welcomed here. Yeah, because that's apparent to me. That's what I do each Monday. <laughs> yeah, basically. But you don't only care about the message. You just are elsewhere in the building. <laughs> yeah. Are not able to. Uh, yeah. You're usually trying to squeeze in the message right before we we record this podcast. Yeah. yeah. I don't even do that. Yep. So, you know. <laughs> but at least I, I was telling him, at least I don't have favorites. I don't listen to Seth or Joe. Yeah. I might listen to Hunter. I and might also, have I'll just throw out, if you're a podcast listener, which if you're listening to this, you are, we're available on podcast form as well. And uh, in video video. format. Video. Us or the sermon? Both. Uh, Both. Is it still only on Spotify? That were video only on Spotify that were video okay. that I'm aware of, but but we Google are available. Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, yep. Stitcher, I think, is another one. Mm-hmm. Lots of podcast platforms. Castro have, have the audio version of this Pocket, show. Pocket Cast, and our sermons, Overcast. But if you're about to go watch, it cannot be real words. Yeah, they are. No, they are. I've paid for all of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have nice features. If you if you do a yearly subscription, Stitcher, less ads, maybe. Uh, I've not paid. Actually, I have paid for Stitcher Premium because I wanted to listen to season three of. I don't think I've Tannis early. Nice. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a great one. That's a great one. For what? Tannis was intense. No, I don't do Spotify. You don't pay for Spotify. You so you do the free version. I guess I don't even. When do I use Spotify? To listen to your? How do you listen to your podcasts? I have a podcast app. Oh, okay. Apple Podcasts. I don't know. It's Podcast app. Is it purple? Is it purple? It's the Apple one. Yeah, yeah. Which has come a long way. It that, used to then, be. And then I go listen to terrible. who I want. I, don't, I only listen to two or three people. So. Well, if you had Spotify, you could watch and listen. And then you could laugh at Joe's picture from Monty Python. Okay, That's so right. you know, I usually do this when I'm running or w- riding a bike, so I'm not going to be watching anything. I'm uh, just listening. So there you go. 
Um, that'll do it for now. That's all the places you can find us. Also on Instagram, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but for and now, I swear they made up half of these words. For now, for that, now, that'll do it for the other ministers. I'm Joe. I'm Hank. I'm Hunter. I'm Patty. We'll be all up in your ear holes next time. What we got here? Let's see. I tried it. I couldn't find it. Now I just want to get back to me. Oh, baby. Thank you.